Hi there, Rachel here. If you're listening to this episode in May of 2024, I have some big news. After selling out during the holiday season, my Flex of Gold journal is available for pre-order right now and will be shipping to your home by the end of June. To celebrate, we're running an amazing pre-order sale for Mother's Day. Purchase the journal before May 13th and you'll get $10 off every journal. This is our best price of the year, even better than Black Friday, so it's the perfect time to stock up for gifts for family and friends. This three-year journal helps mothers to notice, savor, and write down the fleeting golden moments that they experience with their children each day. So go to 3in30podcast.com slash flexofgold to reserve your copy, and you'll also see our brand new cover colors, as well as our new cover option, which is a wipeable vegan leather. So again, go to 3in30podcast.com slash flexofgold to pre-order your journal, and from now until Mother's Day 2024, they'll be marked down by $10 each. I can't wait for you to experience the magic of this beautiful gratitude journal for mothers. Happy Monday, my friends. Have you been enjoying this month's episodes that are all centered around the theme, you are your child's most important teacher? I truly feel that these episodes are some of the most important we've ever had on 3 and 30. And I want to say thank you to our sponsor who has made them possible because they believe in the importance of engaged, intentional mothers as much as I do. Our sponsor this month is The Mama Ladder, specifically their six-month business accelerator program for mom entrepreneurs called Mama Power, which is open for enrollment now through October 15th. And I've been a member of Mama Power for the past six months, and I want to tell you my three favorite parts of the program and how it has blessed my business. You know that I love to do things in threes. So first, I love the hands-on help for my business from expert service providers. One of my biggest struggles as a mom entrepreneur is lack of time. And before joining Mama Power, I had a long list of my business to-dos, such as learning SEO, talking to a lawyer to get things legit, managing my finances better, figuring out Facebook ads, etc., 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 etc. But I never got to those things because keeping up with the daily demands of my work and my family was too much. As a Mama Power member, I have had access to the Mama Ladder's dream team of expert service providers. I got to choose three services for them to do for me, with me, so I would know how to do it on my own in the future. I've accomplished so much behind the scenes in my business these past six months, thanks to these awesome service providers. The second thing I love about Mama Power is the group coaching calls with the co-founder of Mama Power, Crystal Lee Beck. You may know that Krista Lee was my one-on-one business coach for much of last year, and she has a gift for helping overwhelmed women find their next right step and move forward with confidence. I'm grateful that as a member of Mama Power, I get to hear Krista Lee's wisdom in our monthly group calls, as well as hearing the wisdom and insight from other mom entrepreneurs in the group. And my third favorite aspect of Mama Power is the Mama Spring Break Retreat. So as part of the membership, I got to attend Mama Spring Break, which is the premier business and adventure retreat for mom entrepreneurs. It's a three-day event, and I got to learn from top-level business women, as well as collaborate and bond with other attendees who are in the trenches of building their dreams with me. So these are just three reasons why I love being a member of Mama Power. And if you are a mom who's serious about building your business, I invite you to join me. I would love to be on those group coaching calls with you these next six months. All of the info can be found at 3in30podcast.com forward slash mama power. And now on to the show. 
This is episode 101, Why and How to Talk to Your Kids About Skin Tone and Race. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. I'm going to be honest and tell you that I feel vulnerable going into today's conversation. Whereas a few weeks ago, I told you that I feel really confident and empowered when teaching my kids about their bodies and sex, today's topic is one that I do not feel confident addressing. And honestly, that makes me feel a little ashamed because this topic matters so much. And I feel like I should know how to talk to my kids about it. I think it's really common when we realize that we're uneducated in certain areas to just stay quiet about it. Because if we talk about it, we might say something that reveals how uneducated we are, or worse, we might say something that is offensive or hurts someone. So it's easier to just not talk about it at all. But staying quiet and uneducated is not the answer. Answers come from seeking learning and asking for help, which is why I asked Dr. Lucretia Berry to come on the show today. Dr. Barry is the founder of Brownicity, Many Hues, One Humanity, an agency dedicated to advocacy, education, and support for racial healing and anti-racism. She has a PhD in curriculum and instruction and has dedicated her life to developing and teaching anti-racism curriculum to college and high school students, adults through ministry and online, and of course, within her own home as the mother of three beautiful daughters. It's an honor for me to be taught by her today and to share this conversation with all of you who are listening. So Dr. Barry, welcome to 3 and 30. Why, thank you, Rachel. What a beautiful introduction. Oh, well, you've been so kind to talk to me a few times. I actually, I, I actually don't ever really do this, but I had a pre-interview phone call with you (laughs) because I just wanted to tell you, I feel nervous about this. And you're like, it's okay. This is where we all start when we feel nervous about it. And I have grown up in a predominantly white community Mm -hmm. and live in one now. And I just, I want to talk more about race, but I don't know how. Mm -hmm. And so, like I said, in that intro, it's easier to just kind of stay silent, but that's not the answer. So I just think this is such an important episode and thank you for coming on and teaching us. Well, thank you for having me and you're welcome. And I, I love that you are starting and even admitting that you're, you are uncomfortable, but you are doing it anyway. And that's brave. So thank you. And let's, let's just start in with your first takeaway. Okay. Well, my first takeaway for moms and parents is to reject the colorblind approach as a solution Um, or as an idea to talk to your children about skin tone and race. And I do distinguish, not everyone distinguishes and uses the two words that I do. I say skin tone and race because they are uh, different. Um, Mm. um, Let me explain that I am in a multi-ethnic family. So I am African-American or black, and my husband is um, a white American. So he's in the white racial category and he is 
probably mostly Italian and then some German and Scottish and Native American. So just think about in our family, we have, we are actually five different skin tones. So that's why I make a distinction between the word skin tones and then racial categories. And so, Mm -hmm. for example, we're one family, but my husband would probably be, he would probably remain, you know, and in the white racial categories, how is how he'd be categorized. I would remain or be categorized in the black racial category. And then my daughter's role, it just depends on, you know, if they're what, what they look like and how they will be, would be categorized. That's why we distinguish between skin tone and racial category because they're very different. And being a family of multiple hues early on talking about um, our, our looks and what we look like involves uh, a creative vocabulary and children see color just as we do. So again, I'm using my family as an example. Our children definitely see that their father, just as, as they can probably see that he is a man and they'll see that I am a woman, you know, they get the words for that later in life, but they see that we're different, but they also see that we look different. And so we need words for that, that also uh, help them understand that though, you know, daddy is a different skin tone than mommy, you know, we are this one family. So children need this language to be able to describe, you know, what they are seeing. Mm -hmm. And so what the colorblind approach does, even though it sounds good in theory, you know, oh, everybody's equal. We're all the same. It sounds good in theory. But it it actually isn't true. I mean, yes, we are all valuable people, but in honest, honest earnestness, the world or even let's just stick with the United States and our history of our country, we won't be treated the same or different values. Values are placed on us differently based on how we look. And so that is so for, you know, your sex or whether you're a man or a woman, you know, so we're you know, still wanting to be equal there, but we're not there. And so that goes the same for how we look. So everyone is equal and I'm using, um, air quotes. So, (laughs) so everyone inherently like to God, everyone is equal, but that's not the way that yeah, everyone is valuable. So everyone is valuable, but that's not the way we are treated in the world. Mm -hmm. So, so that can be where we want to go. Right. But colorblindness is not how we get there because colorblindness actually robs us of language and mm-hmm. and a framework and and permission or power to get us there colorblindness kind of shuts it down shuts us down saying well I don't see that you um look different than I do and I don't see that uh you may have to walk through the world differently than I do so colorblindness is kind of a silencing thing shuts things down yeah. and often and I've heard I've heard um, someone say the term color silence mm-hmm. is similar to color blindness of right. just not, mm-hmm. I don't see color. I don't talk about color, mm-hmm. um, but really you can't address what you can't see. And so you can't address these inequalities in our world right. if you're refusing right. to even see that they exist. Right. Yes. And typically when people are saying it, what they're saying is I'm not racist. So when they, you know, they say, I'm colorblind, I don't see color. And what they're really trying to communicate is, you know, I'm not racist and I love everyone. And that's great. Like, I'm not racist either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love, I love most people. You know, I still got to work on loving everybody. <laughs> I'm being honest. But we still have 
um, systems of inequality in place that yes. need that we have the power to dismantle if only we allow ourselves to mm. function in the fullness of our power to dismantle it. So if we just shut down an education and we shut down um, hearing people's stories or we shut down um, the truth um, by saying, well, I'm colorblind, I don't see color. So then what we do is we relinquish our power, right? To make it better. We relinquish our power to engage in the truth and construct and create the world that we actually want and know is yes. possible. So yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if we're, and if we're not going to be colorblind, what are, what should we do? How do we talk to our children about race and color? So, let me tell you, that leads us to uh, takeaway number two. Talking to children about it is so easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and adults get so nervous, which I totally understand that because the race and racism is a construct that has been weaponized. And, mm. and so then a part of it, of weaponizing it is for us to be in the dark about it. And, um, as a person who teaches adults and children and engages in these conversations, children are so easy and fun. And so what you want to do, takeaway number two is normalize conversations about skin tone and race with your children so that they can be consciously, fluently, confidently navigate our hyper-racialized society. You know, we don't want our children to go into any space or, you know, we don't want them to go someplace and feel ill-equipped and inadequate. And um, oftentimes when I'm, for example, talking to my high school students who are in the white racial category, they express frustration at not having had these conversations and had this education mm-hmm. early on in life. And, yeah. um, and, and children are perfectly capable. They're so easy because they don't, they haven't been taught to feel shame or guilt yet <laughs> about it. They don't have the insecurity and about it. And they are brave. They're brave and they're curious. And so when we would sit down and talk to our children, um, we just basically started with the hues of brown, which is where the term brownicity comes from. Um, mm-hmm. We would start with hues of, of brown. Uh, my daughter said, daddy is light brown. Mommy, you're a dark brown and I'm medium brown. So that's how we would describe people. Brown like mommy, brown like daddy, you know, brown like you mm-hmm. um, or somewhere. And, and so that's where brown and then city comes from ethnicity and ethnicity means that which we have in common. And um, we, as humans, we are all hues of brown because melanin is brown. <laughs> so we're all mm-hmm. hues of brown. And that's where our tagline comes from. We're many hues, but one humanity. We're a human family. So again, it's easy to start there with children. There's some books we use that I love um, because they do the work for you. Like all the colors we are, that mm-hmm. basically explains why our skin um, is different and it explains the, the biological environmental reason. And it's a kid, it's a kid's book. So adults can just read it for themselves. Oh, okay. It's that simple. And then you yeah. read it to your child and it even has um, guided conversations or guided prompts, um, prompt guides so that you can have more conversations with your children. Um, I love the mm-hmm. colors of us. That's another good one. Um, again, these children's books that allow you to have a normal conversation with your child. And then, you know, yes, what happens is they have language and then they get, 
then they have these conversations with you in public in front of people. (laughs) And that's always an adventure, you know, like, mommy, she has more melanin than you. And I'm, oh, yes, she does. It's so beautiful. You know? (laughs) Yeah. That's so great. And I have to tell you, I... I looked at your website to prepare for this interview and I saw your children's books recommendation Mm -hmm. and I wrote them all down. Oh, great. And I went, I went to the library and (laughs) there was not one, not one Mm. of those books was in our community library. Okay. Get them in there. Which uh, that, (laughs) I mean that exactly. So I ordered them all. Mm. I ordered every single one. Yes. I'm going to go ask some more. <laughs> and I, um, I'm going to read them to my children right. and we're going to choose a few that we're going to keep. And then we're going to, mm-hmm. maybe we'll keep them all. I don't know, mm-hmm. but then we're going to give the rest of that library or we're going to oh, order extra wonderful. copies for that library because yeah. I couldn't believe that not one of the mm-hmm. recommended books and they're not like really obscure. These are pretty, I mean, famous mm-hmm. books about, right. and they weren't in my library, which <laughs> So, um, we're starting on this path with my, in my home Thank and you. I love just the simple explanation yes. of melanin. Yes. Is so, and that honestly is, that's a new revelation to me to mm-hmm. be able to explain it that way, which mm-hmm. might sound ridiculous, but, mm-hmm. um, because when a child asks, why is her color a different, why mm-hmm. is her skin a different color? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the like biological understanding to explain that until I recently, again, preparing Mm -hmm. for this interview, listened Mm -hmm. to a podcast, which I'm going to link called first name basis. Mm. And she talked about just explain melanin. I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh, there you go. Like you have less and she has more melanin. Mm -hmm. Um, what Mm -hmm. do you think about? So you're saying to normalize these conversations. Mm -hmm. So, how would you approach it if my child said mm-hmm. something to me mm-hmm. that indicated um, some like implicit or some bias in within right. them? And there's mm-hmm. there's part of you that's horrified and wants to <laughs> shut it down, but then that's not going to normalize conversation. So how right. do you not shame them if they say something like, "Oh, that is that's ugly" or mm-hmm. "That's how"? What do yeah. you do with that as a mother? Okay, so always ask questions, ask questions. Why do you, why do you think that? Where, you know, could you tell me more about that? Because, you know, what is happening is that, yes, children are observing the differences from as early as three or six months old. Mm -hmm. And then by the time they're like five, six or seven, they have observed some things in society, right? And they've seen that, okay, maybe all their television shows that they're watching or the people they see at church or at school, the leaders, the teachers, the people at, in the White House, they're seeing that, okay, these people maybe are all uh, look like me and they're all white. And maybe they rarely see people of color or maybe when they do see people of color, they are not in positions of power. Children are have observed, observed it all and they're trying to make sense of it. And so if you don't, if you're not having like open conversations in your home and you're silencing them saying, Shh, we don't talk about that, then they just, they just trying to figure it out in their heads and they're just replicating what they are seeing. So mm-hmm. when they say things, um, all of they're simply trying to make sense of what they have observed. Well, this must mean that this is dirty. This person is dirty or this person, you know, this, this brown come off that type of thing. So you just, you 
um, allow the conversation to unfold, continue to ask questions. And then, yes, as a parent, the more you know about um, skin tone, Mm -hmm. um, like melanin and um, ancestral and environmental origins, like how where you know, if you were, if your ancestors were closer to the equator, you have more melanin. If your ancestors were further away from the equator, you have lighter melanin. Um, so, but the more you understand that, uh, and then the more you understand how racial categories were created mm. and, and how that functions, how that has functioned in our society, then you can explain that to a four-year-old or a five-year-old in in terms of what they need, because what you don't have to do is unload everything in that one sitting. You can just maybe ask some questions and it could be so simple. Like, you know, well, um, I thought that because, you know, my skin like looks like this and I'm good, you know, and all children think that, you know, they're good. So then someone who looks different from me, then they must be bad. So again, if you ask questions, then you can kind of see where they're lined of line of thinking is coming from or where it's headed. And then you can address that specifically. So yeah, you see, yes, you see I, mean? I do see. <laughs> yes. And I honestly, I feel like this mm -hmm. is so similar to so many of the other topics we've talked about on the show where right. it's just be open to listening mm -hmm. to your kids That's and right. answering their questions right. and fight against the instinct to shame or right. act shocked or mm -hmm. for so many different topics, mm -hmm. just, just hear them out and say, well, where is this coming from? Mm -hmm. And then talk to them right. about what they're observing about the world. Yes. around. Them. Don't get upset. Just, you know, it, it's the same as if they're asking about why are the leaves turning brown and falling off the tree or whatever, you know, they're just, um, needing some help negotiating these meanings. And, and so um, also parents don't be afraid if you don't have an answer. So maybe you'd say, well, you know, I don't know why that is. Let's explore, let's explore that together. Cause I think a lot of times parents and teachers feel like they have to know like the answer and maybe um, the, the opportunity that it's presenting itself is not asking for the right answer, but it's asking for exploration and journey. Mm. And it is like what I said in that intro, where I think sometimes it mm -hmm. pricks at us mm -hmm. that I should know the answer to this. It like, it touches on your own insecurity of yes. I'm uneducated in this area. Mm -hmm. I should know. And so, but rather than getting defensive or shutting down or shutting them down, mm -hmm. it, that's just a little indicator. Oh, I need to learn more about that thing. Right. So yeah. I can learn, I can learn with my child. Yeah. I don't have to be the authority. I can say, I don't know why mm -hmm. that person's skin is darker. Let's find out. That's let's right. learn, let's do some research and learn about mm -hmm. skin tone that's right. or whatever the topic may be, yes. which I think leads really well into mm -hmm. your, into your third takeaway. Yes. And so takeaway number three is invest in racism education um, in order to gain understanding. Um, I think often what has happened with the topic and racism, uh, people leave it to maybe, uh, well, I'll, I'll just engage in maybe a discussion or I'll watch this person talk about it one time, or I'll go to this one-time event that my church has, or this one-time thing that my school has. Because it's so pervasive and prevalent in our society, 
um, it touches all of us. I know we've been taught that race and racism only touch people of color, <laughs> but that's not true. It touches all of us in these ways that you won't understand until you really learn, have a, a formal education on the construct. And that's why I am so passionate about learning, having a learning centered space. And I'm excited that now in this day and age, so much great content is being created. Um, that has not always been the case. There's great books um, and classes, podcasts, teachers. And so, you know, just like anything, the whole sowing and reaping principle, um, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. And so I want to encourage people to invest. So, you know, if you, if, for example, if you want to be a better photographer and take better ki- pictures of your kids, like you'll pay some, you know, maybe $25 to take a class or do something so that mm-hmm. you get better results. And so you want to find um, resources, invest in your journey for education, not just yes. listening to opinions and, you know, maybe political <laughs> uh, persuasive talk uh, and things yes. like that. You want to invest in education. So, yes. Yeah. And I love in this takeaway that you point out that education de-weaponizes. Mm-hmm. It's, but informal discussions can be very hostile <laughs> at oh times goodness. or can get. And so that like going for going into informal conversations about race or politics or anything else mm-hmm. can often lead to you just withdrawing and saying like, it's too much. It's too much. I, yeah. I don't like the contention. I don't understand. I mm-hmm. versus, but like reading a book about something like mm-hmm. there's, that's not weaponized mm-hmm. to just read and learn mm-hmm. and come to conclusions for yourself and see the facts mm-hmm. having to do with mm-hmm. the issues going on in our, in our country. Right. And um, I love the resources that you have put together to do mm-hmm. that. And I mm-hmm. want you to tell the listeners a little bit about what you have available. If they want to dive in more into this race, race and anti-racism education. Right. So um, I, I love what you said, Rachel, about how, um, the the contention and the tension and mm-hmm. how that and here I am with you know a doctorate in education I have been doing this work for decades and mm-hmm. I love teaching on it because I love using education to liberate people from their fear and even I know that I am not suited for like the informal discussions like sometimes when people want to do that with I'm like yeah no I'm not I'm not that person because I can't, I'm not built for that. I'm more of a, you know, let's just sit down and learn together (laughs) and and grow together. And you're not not saying don't have conversations Mm -mm, about race. No, that because that's very important. And in mm-hmm. fact, many of your resources, um, you've written a book, which I have here right in front of me. Right. It is it is essentially a discussion guide. Mm-hmm. It's a way to have discussions mm-hmm. with a group of people that are similarly interested mm-hmm. in growing right. and and um, learning. It's a mm-hmm. so that's more of a formal discussion. It's right. very important to have discussions, yeah. um, but, but with. It's, education yeah. behind it. It's important and to have a community. Yeah, in, informed discussions. So you want to have informed discussions, not mm-hmm. uninformed opinions debating. That's what you don't right. want to do. That's what's not help helpful. But yes, informed dialogue pointing towards a goal 
a, a healthy goal is where is what you want. So that's the difference. So a lot of people have been traumatized by the uninformed um, debates that often sometimes accompany this topic and conversation. But what we want to uh, shift to is educated, informed dialogue with the goal of creating something better. Does that make sense? Yes, okay. absolutely. Um, and, and, and you have done that. You've yes, created, created resources mm-hmm. for people to do that. Yes. So tell us about those. Right. So I have created a curriculum. It's called What Lies Between Us with the play on the word lies. And it's, yeah, this beginner foundational type of class. And you can just get What Lies Between Us journal and guide. Um, you can get that at at Amazon, um, or if you can go to brownnicity.com, that's even easier. How, how about I send you there? So you can go to brownnicity.com. And if you click on learn, um, the learn link, then that gives you options to um, either join our membership, which is a learning centered space where we offer classes, um, or you can uh, purchase the What Lies Between Us journal and guide and then the resources that accompany that guide are a part of the membership as well. They're free. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes. So if you go to yes. brownicity.com and you click on learn, then that gives you options of how to continue to learn with us. And us is, um, there's a team of us. <laughs> there's a team mm-hmm. that makes up Brownicity and we are all of us, I think, yes, all of us are parents. Um, we are, uh, from different ethnic groups and racial categories, and we're um, different. Um, we have professors and business people and uh, like stay-at-home moms, working moms, uh, immigrants, <laughs> a pastor. So it's a it's a, good, a group of 12 of solid people who are for you and have grace and passion and want to uh, help you along your journey, your learning journey. Mm. It sounds like a beautiful environment. And I know when we've talked about it, you said, it's like we're inviting you in yes. into our table. Like, yes. come talk, come talk with us about mm-hmm. this. We mm-hmm. want you here. And so I um, encourage everyone to go to brownicity.com mm-hmm. to learn more about that opportunity and that work. And before we end, Dr. Barry, could mm-hmm. you recap your three takeaways for us? Sure. Okay. Takeaway number one is reject the colorblind approach as a solution. It doesn't work. <laughs> Number two is to normalize conversations about skin tone and race with children so that they can consciously, fluently, and confidently navigate our hyperracialized society. And number three is invest, invest, invest into um, a, an anti-racism um, education so that you can gain understanding and autonomy. Thank you so much for this conversation. Something that you said in there, you said that your goal is to liberate people from fear. Yes. And when you said that, I it resonated with me because yes. I feel like you've done that for me a little bit today yes. where you've you've liberated me, me from some of this fear and yes. awkwardness and shame that I felt that I'm not more educated in this way. We all start somewhere. Right. And I have to tell you, just preparing for this interview, mm-hmm. I learned so much and felt that even with just the few things that I read and the podcast that I listened to and mm-hmm. that I'm miles ahead of where I was. So it's mm-hmm. not a daunting undertaking. No. We can do this yeah. and we need to, we need to yeah. do it for our children mm-hmm. and for the health of our nation right. and our world. 
So thank you for this work that you're doing and for coming on 3 and 30. And thank you for getting on the journey, starting the journey. Thank you. And thank you for having us. Thank you. Oh, so much there in that conversation and so much more to say on this super important topic. The best place you can go in addition to Dr. Barry's website is go sign up for my weekly newsletter because I'm going to be sending out all sorts of resources. I'll be sending a link to Dr. Barry's website. I will be sending uh, a little review of some of my favorite children's books about skin tone and race that I have been reading this week, the past few weeks as well as a link to some favorite podcasts I've listened to. I really try to make that weekly email valuable with all of the additional resources you need to dive into the topic. So make sure you go to 3in30podcast.com forward slash takeaways to get on that list. I appreciate all of you for being willing to go deep with me this month into kind of these bigger, heavier topics that are so important. I'm slightly exhausted. Are you exhausted from listening to all of these and thinking about all of the things that we need to talk to our kids about? But like I said, we all start somewhere and small and simple, just starting with reading some children's books to our kids about these different topics. It all adds up. So keep up the good work, moms. Keep coming back for more 3 and 30 and we can keep digging deep together. And I hope you have a great week with your family. I'm Stacey Toth. And I'm Dr. Sarah Ballantyne. And we'd like to invite you to come listen to our podcast, The Whole View. Each week, we follow the science for an in-depth answer to a listener-requested topic related to health and wellness. But we're not your typical health show. We're talking emotional and physical, looking at dozens of scientific studies to support our answers. You might be surprised what the science can tell us. When we share practical tips and embarrassing personal stories, we make sure no one is left thinking perfection is the goal. In fact, this one time at Bandcamp... Uh uh, not now, Stacy. Oh, right. Sorry. I was about to get on a soapbox again. The whole view is exactly that. A comprehensive and holistic look at important topics that likely resonate with you. We also take a body positive approach. And instead of engaging in diet culture, we focus on what the actual medical research says are the healthiest choices in terms of diet, lifestyle, and non-toxic living. And we're not afraid to bust myths that are trending in health conscious communities. Join us to laugh and learn and just feel like you're hanging out with your two nerdiest besties. Check out the Whole View podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode.